It's a Thursday here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, and of course that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White, and we are into uh, fun parts of the offseason. Tom, the middle of this thing, right? We're now at this point closer, I believe, to training camp or... Eh, we're getting there, right? We're almost to that point where we're closer to training camp than we were from the actual action that we got from the Cowboys just a few weeks ago. And that means it's time to get creative. It's time to start discussing what uh, what we might hope for, what things will make our little insides just tingle and tickle in the good ways that we like to feel, Tom. And uh, full disclosure here, I'm recording this podcast from inside a hotel room so if you are hearing any hearing any echoes at the moment uh please forgive me for that um but with that i gotta give a nod to my man thomas he always does uh so creative in these times when there's nothing to react to that he can still pull uh an interesting discussion out of nothing and he's done it again this time around tom so i'll let you have the floor sir uh explain what you were hoping to accomplish and then you know, let's get to some of these fun little, like, I guess, phrases that you've used to describe what you're hoping yeah. to see. Well, well, first off, you're you're way too kind. I mean, I I just I just write about stuff that comes up, and I'm glad if it gives you a little tingle. I it just works doing that. Uh, well, I'm glad it works for you, man. But yeah, it's it, we're now less than a month from the start of training camp in Oxnard. Uh, it, to me that is when the green flag drops on the NFL season. It's not the first game because this is when the team starts to actually mold itself. The, the coaches start figuring out what do they have. The players start to start learning what they've got to do. You know, they've got new players to fold in. Uh, there's new elements to the offense that we're going to see in, installed. And it means that real football needs going to come because when the Cowboys practice and they have a lot of open practices compared to, to many other teams because they have people at the practices all through Oxnard and every single rep is going to be broken down and analyzed and studied and everybody's going to have their their camera phones out they're going to be checking it it's a bit different this year though uh this is I think a much more talented roster than we're used to seeing them come in, or at least a more proven roster. And we're seeing names like Neville Gallimore and Dante Fowler Jr. who are actually maybe on a bubble. Uh, that that Those are just higher quality players than we're usually talking that way about. And so, you know, we may see one or both of those guys not making the 53-man roster, and that's no disrespect to them. They're just on a loaded defensive line. Uh, There's going to be a lot of stir over unexpected names. We've talked in the past about how there's always at least one UDFA or, or at least unheralded wide receiver that gets everybody all worked up because he has a really good day one day and makes a couple of great catches. Last year, that really didn't come to anything. Um, but those guys are competing maybe with Jalen Tolbert and Semi Fajoko. 
to get onto the roster uh, with the, you know, for the, the four, fifth and six spots, you know, I am assuming that, that Kevontae Turpin is going to be there as the punt returner and eating up a wide receiver spot, but we'll be talking about him a little bit more. Uh, to me though, the, the best thing about camp and the preseason games is what the coaches are up to. Cause they've got to figure out how to put these pieces together into a 53 man roster and then fold those into the weekly game plans. And that is, that is where there are things that in this dead time we sit and dream about. And I've come up, I think with five things here that, uh, you know, they're kind of stuff that, that are my little pipe dreams. Uh, one of which isn't really. one of these things is you can bet you're going to see it. But the first one I start with, I got, I got to, take a little side journey here you know there's a lot of uh, social media influencers out there that come up with memes and stuff that spreads all over the cowboys actually have one of their own for those that have never followed uh at cowboy stats on twitter he's he's a hilarious guy and he he's he's he, his dedication to a bit is remarkable but this this man out there on twitter I think literally spoke the drafting of Deuce Vaughn into an existence with his thing about the small running back spelled S M O L. And he just talked about this and talked about this. And then lo and behold, they called Deuce Vaughn's name at the tail end of the sixth round and it happened. And now that offers us up something else that, is you can kind of call the small package because last year a lot of people were asking why don't we see Cavante Turpin in the base offense? Why isn't he out there? But why aren't they at least trying to use that guy's speed and elusiveness as a wide receiver? They barely scratched the surface. Now they've got these two little guys, and in the the big man world of the NFL, where you know most of your players are six feet or taller couple of little guys that are short can sometimes get lost in the wash. Uh, all those big bodies running around out there and the defenders can kind of lose track of them and one of them can bust coverage and get free. And I want to at least see them roll this out in camp a few times and let Dak Prescott see if he can find these guys while maybe the defensive backs aren't finding them. And I don't know if anything will come of it, but the thought of those guys in a bunched or stacked formation out there, I'd have to think that's going to make the defense kind of go, well, what's going on? And even if they don't become the effective targets, that could draw attention away from a C.D. Lamb or a Brandon Cooks. I'm just looking for creative stuff, and this just looks like so much fun to play with. I want to see it. I would have Cowboys fans salivating, simply put. Uh, I think the speed factor that comes into play is just, look, you can't teach it. And especially here in recent years, I mean, I think specifically about a guy like Tyreek Hill, who has kind of turned the wide receiver position on its head specifically because his speed is so dangerous and deadly. Like, he's diminutive. He's not the stereotypical number one wide receiver, and yet he's far and away 
one of the better number ones in the league. Another guy, maybe not necessarily on the speed factor, but certainly size, Cooper Cup has come in and, and been a guy that, no, I'm not saying either of these two guys are going to come in and compare to either of those players. I'm not saying that, but simply from the, uh, the fascination, the creativity aspect and the excitement standpoint, it would be really nice to see them get out there. I think ultimately Tom, it's going it, to, it's going to be whether or not Deuce Vaughn and like basically fast forward himself into a position where he knows exactly what he's doing in every situation of the offense. If he can master the playbook, like very early on, then I think we have a shot at this potentially taking place. And there's no reason he shouldn't be able to do this, Tom, because he does have the help of his own father uh, being able to help coach him up a little bit there in the running backs room. Well, his, his father's in the scouting business, so let's not breathe towards that. But <laughs> I, 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 I do want to say this. You know, C.D. Lamb does some things very well, but Breaking free as a speed receiver is not one of them. Now they've got Brandon Cooks who can do that. And yeah. I think this could give them a chance at getting two guys that, that could line up and, and go deep, you know, or maybe even three. I mean, I could see, you know, if you've got three guys streaking downfield, then, well, hey, who's still working underneath? You know, if coverage gets stretched, it could be a good thing. Hmm. Well, I, I'm with you. I got to see a lot of Deuce Vaughn out there there in training camp. I just that is something I am especially excited about getting a look at in an NFL uniform. Yeah, that's that would be great. Now now something else that that I'm hoping to see that that I've something I've kind of always wanted to see used more of and I think their personnel maybe maybe lining up a little bit for this with what we know they have, and that is tight end heavy passing. Uh, you know, kind of the traditional mindset is, is if you're lining up two or more tight ends, it's a running play. Well, why can't that be a passing play? Uh, you know, you can go out there and, you know, line it up, and it looks like you've got inline blockers ready to go, and then suddenly move them around, move them over to the slot, split one of them out wide. I mean, you know, they've added Luke Schoonmacher to Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. Hendershot has shown that ability to be that seam splitter. Uh, and, I, you know, Ferguson's did some good jobs catching. And although Schoonmacher still has to uh, prove himself, or Schoonmaker, I'm never sure which one is. I've got to get that straight. He, he, his college video his catch radius was impressive because the quarterbacks at Michigan were just throwing that ball anywhere but in at his hands. <laughs> he was just pulling them in. So if you've got a couple or three tight ends out there who can also catch the ball, you can cross the other team up, get them lined up, get them ready to stop the run, and then boom, all of a sudden you're attacking them in the middle of the field and deep. And, you know, you can always have another, you know, wide receiver out there working with them. I just think there's some creativity there. I really want to see them try. And let's not have to worry too much about, you know, who's going to get the bulk of the snap. Let's find ways to get them all involved. I think they do intend to kind of rotate the three. And that's why I've never been so certain that Schoonmaker, Schoonmacher is going to come in and, like, automatically be the number one guy. Now, he might be the starter, 
in week one. But in terms of snap count, I absolutely could see it going like 50, 30, 20 in terms of percentages. And maybe not even that high for the top guy. Like it might be 40, 35, 35. Or 40, 30, and 30 in terms of percentages of how guys actually play for these three. And a little, little math fallacy involving that. It could easily total to more than 100%. Yeah, that's fair. I guess it could be 40, 35, 35. Yeah, <laughs> if they run four of those three tight end sets. Yeah, or you know, just a lot of two tight end sets, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got guys out there that are they're adding up for more of that. As, as I put it, put it in a little article that accompanies this, this could be very interesting. <laughs> and there's there's only a few people out there who are old enough to know where that comes from. Hey, I'm well. just going to leave that. If you want to look it up, go ahead. <laughs> you are welcome. to, And I highly recommend you doing that. I won't spoil it for you, Tom. But again, two for two there on the excitement chart. I think Cowboys fans would be salivating. And the moment you see that in training camp, Twitter and social media is going to blow up in terms of people reacting to it. So the first time we do get to see all three of them standing up potentially along the line or just off of it, that will be uh, one of those Twitter moments there during training yep. camp. Yep. And I, and I want to also mention, these are things that you want to throw out training camp, even if you don't ever actually intend to use them very much because there's 31 other teams, or at least the other teams that the, the Cowboys are going to play this season, they're going to be watching what they're doing in training camp and looking for stuff. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Do you think the Cowboys have historically been good about that, though? Like, I don't feel like they put a lot out there in training camp that does look all that outrageous or unusual from what they typically do. Now, that could be gamesmanship. That could be calculated on their part, or that could just be they're trying to find the best plays for their units, and they don't want to waste time running plays that might only get a little bit of run in the regular season. Again, this is where you kind of hope, though, that the couple of years now that we've had on both the McCarthy side of the offense and the Dan Quinn side of the defense will allow these guys to play with a little bit more creativity and potentially allow the coaches to unlock some of that creativity that they have as well. Yeah. Now you have to remember, this is my little wish list and kind of what I do if I was wearing a coach's headset, but everybody knows I ain't wearing the coach's headset. <laughs> they don't care what I think. This is just putting out stuff because 
you know, this is this is to give us th fun things to think about as we go through the long, hot summer. And if for those of you who haven't been paying attention, it is a long, hot one in Texas already. I have, I'm sure the Cowboys are really glad they go to Oxnard every year because it is, it is wonderful weather out there. Now, my next thing I've I've tipped this before in my other articles. My favorite undrafted free agency free agent is Hunter Lipke. The Cowboys signed him nominally as a fullback, but I don't think that is how they are looking at him because his his tape from college is too versatile. The guy can catch the ball well. He can. He can line up as a regular uh, halfback and, and run the ball well. He's also very good as that quick hitter coming in. And now he's got a big hill to climb, uh, making it as a UDFA. But if you look at it behind Tony, pa excuse me, Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, it's kind of a wide open race for who's going to fill in the running back room. They're going to carry at least three, maybe four. For that could really open a shot for Lepke to be there. And he is, he would be, I think, if he's got the talent, he is the best option for your short yardage specialist, you know, because they release that guy when they let Ezekiel Elliott go and seek his fortunes elsewhere. I think Lepke could step right into that and then they could see what else can they do with him. Uh, I just, I, I just, I, to me, it's like I have these visions of lining up a running play. Dak Prescott takes the ball and runs an option. You know, he can hand off to Lepke for a quick hitter, toss it to Tony Pollard, or go running himself with Pollard lead block. You know, let's just see. I'm not saying turn him into Jalen Hurts, but I'm saying – the man's got wheels. Let's give him a chance to use it sometimes. This is a, a way to do it because I, you know, NFL teams are not really great at, at defending the option. That's mm -hmm. just not a big part of the NFL game, which is why it can work sometimes when teams throw it out there. We see it happen. Well, this is the one that I think is probably the most difficult to imagine transpiring. Not because like he doesn't have a shot, it's just as you said. The hill is a steep one to climb. And you're right. Like, it's not solid behind Tony Pollard. In fact, nothing's solidified behind Tony Pollard. But the names that are already in that mix, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, you mentioned Deuce Vaughn. Like, that's potentially already three guys. And we're not even talking about the guys who might get swept up off of the waiver wire or off of free agency when they ultimately get released by their teams. And no, I'm not talking about Dalvin cook, right? They're not paying that type of money. There's still going to be guys that will be available on the open market that they might want to take a look at. I'm not saying Lipke has no shot here. Um, and I'm rooting for it. In fact, I'm right there with you because his tape was impressive and he was incredibly versatile. I just don't know if they'll be able to squeeze him in when like you, you know, made the point earlier about Neville Gallimore and Dante Fowler, there's good players getting squeezed out all over this roster. It feels like. And I mean, that's ultimately a good thing for all of us as Cowboys fans. Yeah. Lipke is going to have to shine. That, that's, yeah. He's going to, that's, that's, that's a given. Now, 
the next thing is the one you can you can take to the bank that I'm looking forward to because they've got some you know new pieces to put in and it just looks so good. It's a thing called the NASCAR package. It's on the defense. And most people out there probably know what I'm talking about, but just in case somebody hasn't heard of it, it's a term that was brought up to refer to lining up on a passing down instead of lining up your defensive tackles and your your ends, your edge rushers. You put four defensive ends on the line who pin their ears back and just try to blow through the line and get to the quarterback before he can get the pass off or at least disrupt the throw. And my gosh, you look at what the Cowboys now have to put into this mix. You got you got Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, who I kind of sneakingly suspect is going to have a really good year because they're going to be paying attention to other people. You got Sam Williams, who flashed last year, but I think is really going to start coming into his own. Fowler may be a part of this. Then you've got Viliami Fajoko added in. And, you know, he looks like he's got some talent. I mean, Dan Quinn's got to just be salivating at what he's got to work with. And you can even go with a little bit of a modified package because you've got Osa Adigizua, who is very good as a pass rusher from the three-tech. And Chauncey Goldston, who was a former defensive end, who they've moved over to defensive tackle because he can penetrate. Heck, Mozzie Smith might become a terror blowing up. I mean, I'm just looking at, at situations where quarterbacks are going to be in a cold sweat when they're in a, a, a second third and long situation and they've got to throw the ball because there are going to be guys, you know, giving them that little grin, like we're coming at you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and, and I just, this is, you will see this. I'm just thinking it's going to be really exciting to see how many different ways they can do this. And, you know, once again, it's, you know, who are they going to keep? Who are they not going to keep? It's, It's going to be tough when you look at the names that that the defensive line, I think, is without question the deepest and strongest part of the roster going into camp. You know, knock on wood. You know, and I'm knocking on wood about, but right now they look like the strongest and deepest part of the, yeah. of the group. So you know, it's like, gentlemen, start those engines. Well, and I mean, the NASCAR lineup will be one specifically to keep an eye on. But I'm I'm, I'm interested to like see how Dan Quinn moves all of his pieces around that line. Cause I also think there's the potential that we could see Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence lined up side by side on one mm-hmm. side of the defense. Uh, and, and that's not something we've seen a whole lot of in the past. Um, but I think that's something they could potentially employ here as well going into this season. So, I mean, Dan Quinn's got a bevy of options to work with there in the defensive line room. And I have no doubt he'll, use all of those to the best of his ability and, and find some creative ways to get those guys on the field. But so this is the one of the, of the five, this was the sure thing, right? NASCAR's coming yeah. to Dallas. Yeah. Coming to TMS. I, I, you just made me think of something. Can you imagine the consternation if they put Mozzie Smith split out as edge rushing position? Well, and that's like the confusion. You put Mozzie out on one side and then you put, Micah and Tank like near the middle like 
how do you defend that? You can't yeah. double them both in the middle. What what do you even do to defend that? You might be too confused by it. You probably just call a timeout, and that's a win, right? If, if you get a defensive play that forces the offense to call a timeout, that's an unbelievable win for your yeah. defense. It's going to be fun. Now, the last one is kind of an obscure thing. That, that I've been looking at and uh, somebody I think mentioned it. Cause I, you know, it's hard to come up with a really original thought when you're talking about the, the Cowboys, about the NFL and, and the Cowboys, there are so many good people who cover them and write about them and talk about them that, that a lot of ideas get floated out there. Not always just from the big time names, but just some of the people on Twitter are pretty dang smart and, and throw some stuff out there. One of the keys to Dan Quinn's def defense the past couple of years has been the way he's used J. Ron Curse as a hybrid safety slash linebacker. Very effective. Uh, the man's. I think. I think he's wore the green dot too and was actually calling the play. Yeah, it's been. I, yeah, but he. They don't have any real depth for that. I mean, you know. Donovan Wilson isn't isn't a slouch if he has to do it, but I think they need someone that they can have as his depth player uh, to come in and, and fill in for him. Maybe not as their primary role, be ready for that. And when I started looking at DeMarvian Overshone, I thought, is this guy going are they gonna try to mold him into a J. Ron curse type player? He seems to have some physical traits uh, that may suit him for that. Uh, I'm not, I am not an expert uh, at, at, at crunching tape and figuring stuff out. But that one, I would really like to see if they line him up uh, in the position that Curse would normally be in when they are using him in his hybrid role. Because uh, I, to me, that just seems like kind of makes sense. I remember it feels like it was under Jason Garrett's watch where like there was one off season where the word multiple became like the phrase of the month. And the Cowboys were constantly talking about how they wanted everybody on the line, every player to basically be multiple. And then when we got into the regular season, we barely saw that utilization, like barely of it. This this building, Tom, feels like the real thing. Oh, they, this well, I, feels like the evolution and the potential results from finally having a roster that top to bottom is as multiple as it gets. And, and we've we've seen it. We've seen it happen. I mean, look at what they did with Tyler Tyler Smith. Look at how they had to shuffle to keep an offensive line out there last year. Look at how Micah Parsons was has been used. The, or his first couple seasons. And Mukwamu. Mukwamu is out there. You know, it's like, I, I, I think Dan Quinn's ideal situation is literally to have just defensive backs and not safety cornerback, not, yes. not left cornerback, right cornerback, just guys that he can line up there, however, that he knows are capable of doing the multiple jobs because they really seem to have the talent. You know, and and you know, they they 
they they they have they I think they had a really good offseason and and did a lot more, uh, you know, especially with their signing. You know, I've, I've gone by who is who's the cornerback they signed real quick. Throw the name out there for me. Stefan. Didn't yeah, sign Steph- him. Stephon, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon and, Gilmore. And that was, I mean, yeah. in and of it in and of itself, like huge. He he's probably better than any quarter you have on the roster, or at least was last year. And that's yeah. no slight to Trayvon Diggs. That's just speaking to the talents of Gilmore. Yeah, and and that I think that free. I just I think there's Quinn's something of a mad scientist anyway, and I think we're really going to see that happen. But you've got maybe Vaughn, and you know maybe what you can do with the tight ends, and. You know, now you've got now you've got Lipke, that's multiple. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, is are they going? Are they going to stick strictly with Tony Pollard doing the uh, the you know the lineup as the, the lone running back a lot? Or are they going to do some fun things with him too? Because don't forget that his you know he was the change of pace back when in the Ezekiel Elliott years. Now, do they want to get completely away from that? Or are they going to find a way to keep that incorporated? Maybe line up one of the other running backs with him, use some pony packages. Let's let's get crazy all over the place. Well, they'll have plenty of time to give other guys opportunities there in training camp as Pollard still works his way back from the injury yeah. he suffered there against the uh, 49ers there yeah. just, you know, six months ago, right? Like, it will only have been six months when we get started with training camp, basically from that injury. So uh, I got no problem with them giving Tony some time and giving those other guys a, a chance to shine potentially. Yeah. And yeah, just protect him. There's no reason to wear the, the, the guys that are established out. And we have to remember, he's not the only one that's coming off of injury and we've got to be careful about how much we count on Terrence Steele, how much we count on Tyron Smith. Come on. You know, we've, 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 you know, we've got to get people healthy and they've got to have a, a, a contingency plan for the contingency plan. Cause we saw that happen last year along the old line. Um, you know, there's, there's other places, you know, like the defensive line, it looks like they can come up with a whole bevy of solutions to any problem that may come up. And some of the other spots are trying starting to look a little bit like that, but you know, we'll just have to see. Well, we'll hope, Jason Peters is still on speed dial in case things go real crazy there for the <laughs> offensive line. But uh, otherwise, Tom, I mean, again, things looking pretty positive. Maybe at some point we'll have to take a look and say, you know, if catastrophe were to strike the Cowboys, how would it happen? Right. How is it going to happen if the Cowboys season does wind up getting derailed? What could be the culprit outside of the obvious things like Dak Prescott shattering a femur or something to that that effect. No, I shouldn't no, even say it, Tom. Don't, don't say I, it. No, no. I'll, I'll delete it off the pod for later <laughs> on. They won't hear that part. Uh, but that's just a quick look at uh, some of the things we're excited about. And Tom gracefully, uh, beautifully described some of the things that you could get excited about right here, right now, as we sit here wondering what the Cowboys are going to roll out there when they roll out to Oxnard here in uh, a little bit less than a month from now. So with that, 
please give us your thoughts on what you're excited about. You can respond to Tom's article there on bloggingtheboys.com, or you can, of course, respond to the podcast page, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Make sure you check out all the great content, bloggingtheboys.com, and subscribe to that YouTube channel, as we will be bringing you live content from out in Oxnard, California. That's right. We got folks that are going to be on the ground. Tom, are you making your way out there again? I know you were out there last year. No, I have uh, have some some things going on that preclude me going out there this year. Uh, my trip out a couple of years ago was fantastic, but I know Dan Rogers is going to be out there. I'm hearing one cool customer for the people that have been around the blog a long time. I've heard that he's coming over from Germany. Uh, great guy. Uh, and... and uh, yeah, I wish I could go out there just to to have to have a beer too with him. I mean, he's a German; he knows his beer. And uh, yeah, I just uh, but yeah, if you're out there, look around for the guys from Blogging the Boys because you know Danny Phantom's going to be there, and just uh, it's it's a great great time. There's you can make some friends, and let's hope this is the start of a great year for the Cowboys. No. Well. Plenty of reason to be optimistic, and we will continue to be that here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. For Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday. <laughs>